Conversations with Cat. Glad you all can join us. Again, we've come to the point where it's time for open dialogue, open conversation. Conversation does not have to be people yelling and screaming over each other. We can have good conversation without disagreeing. We can have good conversation, still disagree, but have a good, genuine understanding from each other's points of view. So this evening, we have some educators in the building. And of course, I chose course black educators because we need more of those so we're gonna start with to this side of me we have Keisha Holmes Say hi. Hi. <laughs> we got Erica Caldwell hello and then we got Terry Jackson so we're gonna let them tell us what grade they teach what um, inspired them to be an educator to start off well, I'll start with you, Miss Keisha, with the fashionable hat, because I'm loving this hat. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I am Keisha Holmes. I am a first grade teacher. I am uh, just recently completed my ninth year of teaching. Um, I've always been inspired to be a teacher as long as I can remember. I was a little girl with the dolls um, lined up, younger siblings lined up, and I was educated. <laughs> so I always knew that I would teach. Um, so yeah, that's my story. Erica like, come over here. Okay, I'm Erica Caldwell. Um, I think I'm. I just wrapped up my 13th year. I taught 11 years of first grade. This is my second year out of the classroom. So I'm also a te- I'm a teacher specialist. Um, for me, educating start when I started teaching. I was like, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, kind of was at the beauty shop, you know, I do all that beauty shop talking. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I'll never forget one of the ladies was saying, I feel so sorry for the teachers. And when she said that, I was like, you feel sorry for the teachers? Because she was like on her, on, the, on her way out. She was like, I feel sorry for the teachers. And I was like, well, I feel sorry for the kids. And I'll never forget walking out. And I was like, man, I need to figure out a way how I can, you know, see if I can get into this. Because if she's feeling sorry for the teachers, I can only imagine how the kids feel. Yeah, how the kids feel. So I'll never forget. I went ahead and I was like, did my research. And I was, I'm not an education major. I come with my degrees in business. And I was like, let me see how can I do this. So I started an ACP program at Region 4. And then it seemed like quick. I was like, it's crazy how fast they put you in the classroom you ACP. I did 30 hours of observing, and before I knew it, I was just thrown in there. I was really thrown in there. I had, um, I started in a district. They, the, I think it was, I forgot what hurricane. Hurricane just hit, so the teachers were sitting at 30 kids. They were waiting for somebody to come in, and that's how I got blessed with my first teaching job because oh, wow. numbers were over, and they needed a teacher to come leverage it out. I remember saying adios to my full-time job that I was really, really good at, to <laughs> jumping into something whew, fresh and new, something fresh, and new exciting, and scary all at the same time. So oh, cool. That's part of my journey. Y'all made me feel so bad. <laughs> wow. Did you know? Uh, <laughs> Look, well, how did you? Yeah, so my journey into education is a little different. Uh, I started working at I Have a Dream Houston which was a nonprofit organization that targeted low-income students uh, in the Houston area. What they would do is they would take the students and they would uh, pair them with a mentor, and that mentor would stay with them uh, all the way up through high school. I realized that I was able, as a van driver, a lot of people don't remember or know, but I was a van driver. I remember, the van driver. (laughs) And so my job really was just to pick the students up, bring them to the place, 
let them stay there and then drop them off back at the school and watch their parents pick them up. But I had such a control over the kids that I was asked to go on field trips and go to camp and do all these extra things with kids. Even though I graduated and went into my field, like I went to work for Boeing doing subcontract work for NASA, editing videos and website updates. I did that for about three, three and a half years and realized corporate life wasn't for me. I did not like it. I, uh, people like, but you, it was great pay, but watching scientists talk about the International Space Station and you have no idea what, what they're, they're really talking, talking about. about, but you I'm have sure to record words. this video, you have to edit it, you have to post it, you have to transcribe it, you have to make sure it's put in the right place on the website. It was just a lot. So... I did the next best thing. I went back and found the ACP program. Uh, I went through Texas Teachers. And the good thing for me is because I had worked at I Have a Dream, that counted as my hours. Um, also, because I was helping Hopper, Hopper Middle School step team, that also counted as my hours, too. Oh, wow. So I was just able to jump in. So <clears throat> the sad part about my story is I was certified in 2010, and that's when... Texas had a, redu- a reduction in uh, force. So they were laying out teachers. So I had to wait an extra two years <laughs> before two I got hit. Yes. So before I could actually get hired, no one was hiring. They were letting people go. And so then I got teachers go. No, they did it. They, they you have to have teachers. Go. I don't know what they were. They, it was a reduction. Like they literally was telling teachers, we're sorry, there's yeah. nothing we could do. And so, they, so I couldn't, I was certified to teach and had everything. But like, didn't have anybody to But couldn't to have teach. a job to go, go to. And so I didn't get hired until 2012. That's sad. Yeah. I can I mean, see laying off in corporate world. Yeah. Right. But teachers, yeah. kids got to go to school. Yeah. So how are you going to say, no, we don't have no job for you? Oh, you got a job. Yeah. You just don't have the money yeah. to yeah. pay. Yeah, you pop when, up in a classroom. When you mentioned that, it made me think, because I was I was the last one to get hired on my first grade team. So my principal had a roundtable meeting with everybody, even support staff. And she was like, hey, I'll support staff. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to let you go. And she was like, as for teachers, last one in, because I was on a probationary certificate. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. Last one in, first one to go. She was like, you're last one in. You're the only one that's not on a, a actual a standard a standard certificate. You're going to be let go. By grace, one of the teachers was like, uh, this is not for me. <laughs> she was like, this is not for me. She was like, I know this is not for me. She was like, I'm willing to give up my position for her to stay. Mm. Oh wow! And she she was like you know she had been teaching probably like ten twelve years. She was like you know what I want to go After check some twelve stuff. years. You decide yeah. that this is not. for She me? was like this is not for me. And I was like man, whew. I was like I was the first one to give her like that going away nice like, gift. Baby, like I baby, baby you, you saved me. You. Yeah, because I, I was just got a job and a check. Yeah, right. and what it, a lot it of was people crazy. don't know is that when you become certified, you are a probation for three years. Yeah, so. Yeah. My first, your first year as a teacher, they can literally say, "All right, I'll, you're free to go. Mm-hmm. I and won't renew your contract. I won't renew your contract, mm-hmm. and it's nothing. You can't fight it because, you're according to Texas, you're still on probation. Yeah, is every state like that? I can't or say. Just it's just Texas. Texas. Sure. I just know for Texas. So it's three it's, years. That's so scary you, to be on probation for three years. For three years. Was so it most jobs ninety days? Ninety days. Right. Yeah. So you're really 
trying to make sure you're your best and nothing happened at that school so you can stay there because once you pass the three-year probation yeah. i mean they can still tell you but now it's difficult because i'm past that probation and the way the contract is written HISD has to offer me a job. It might not be at this school or any school district. They can offer you a job, but it might not be at this particular school district. I mean, this particular school, but you have to offer me a job in the school district. school district. Wow. That's something very brand new to me. Mm -hmm. I was just on the assumption, I maybe everybody is, hey, I got a job. Mm -mm. I ain't got, long as I don't beat you, hit you, mm -mm. hurt a child, yeah. I'm employed. I'm good to no. go. No. I, actually, my first year, me and the math teacher that came in, she got rid of the math teacher. She told her, she literally walked to that classroom and said, you might want to start looking for a job. So when it comes to, to planning your lesson, let, let's, I didn't go past my questions, but I'm going to talk about lesson planning. How do you plan, like for first grade? Because every kid is not at the same level. Oh, of course not, even in first grade. Yeah. So how do you actually plan to teach a kid? Well, you may have one, I am, this student got it. Mm -hmm. This one just lazy ain't gonna do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, differentiation. Um, you uh, you don't teach whole class, but maybe uh, twenty minutes in each subject. Everything else is small group, and it is geared towards the needs of each individual student. So that's what the classroom looks like. When you think about classrooms, when we were kids, it was whole group. Your teacher was at the front of the classroom. She was writing on the chalkboard, and that's what it was. Today's classroom looks nothing like that today. The teacher teaches mostly from her small group table, and it's three to four, maybe five kids, depending on the need of the students, at the table while other kids are working independently and together while that teacher is hitting those very specific needs because, yeah, kids are at very different levels, for sure. So my son... <laughs> Lazy. Just gonna put it like that. My son is like, he can do it. Mm -hmm. but you gotta be like right there on him mm -hmm. and make him do it. But what I found is it depends on the teacher. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. he got two teachers that can get anything out of him. Mm -hmm. You got this one is just like, hey, do it. I'm like, he not at that college level where you just say do it. Yeah. So that's the class he struggles in, mm -hmm. which is math. I don't think math should be, hey, just do it. But what I also learned is that your elementary is your basis for everything oh, for down sure. the line. For so sure. in algebra, I learned it's a lot of basic math he don't know. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, how do you how do we handle to feel like I felt like I failed him? Like I wasn't on him to make sure he learned that. Because you didn't know. So as a parent, how do you fill in those gaps? Yes. So you know. So what I always tell my parents is you have to take a, take a step back first and don't blame yourself all the way because you didn't go to school either. You didn't go to school with them. They did. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing that you have to tell yourself because a lot of parents, they start off saying, well, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. No, you are the parent, but they still need to do their job. The second thing is try to figure out what where are the gaps. So uh, if the gaps is multiplication, then work on that. No, just work on multiplication. Don't try to do the algebra with them. Stick to the multiplication because that's the, that small little gap can close up a lot. Mm -hmm. And parents don't think about that because they see, oh, my child is struggling with algebra. I need to help them with algebra. What a lot of parents, well, not a lot, but what parents don't realize is the way the curriculum 
is written, it's constantly just added on top of it. Just added on top of it. Mm -hmm. And so you might have learned, okay, this is how I add in this grade level and it's how I subtract in this grade level. Well, you might not think, oh, adding and subtracting, that's easy. But when you get to sixth grade and we start making equations, that adding that subtracting from elementary is now what you need for sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And so we we tell parents find the gap find what they are lacking in and then close that i'm not asking you to do my job at home mm-hmm. that's what i get paid to do mm-hmm. right. but what i am asking you to do is support me and how mm-hmm. i need you to support me is hey your son is struggling in this or your daughter is struggling in this mm-hmm. can you work on them with this i will take care of the rest mm-hmm. so that's that's the best way to handle it. Mm-hmm. So I, go ahead. I love when you said that part because I think with the p- pandemic, everybody going virtual. Parents it were really show. Parents are right in front of those computers, mm-hmm. or even in the kitchen, they could mm-hmm. hear what was going on, and they're like, "Oh wait, she called on Junjun, and Junjun couldn't mm-hmm. answer." Mm-hmm. And that was simple. Mm-hmm. Right. So parents mm-hmm. got really, really, really aware. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, my child don't know. And mm-hmm. that was like the most aha moment of all. Like, okay, mm-hmm. now I, I need to start helping. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Now they start emailing. How can I help? What can I do? Do you have anything extra? What's wrong? What, you know, all the resources trying to figure out how can they help but the kids. I'm that, at the beginning of every school year, my children tell you, I send an email to every mm-hmm. teacher. I am the parent. Here's my cell phone. Here's my work. Mm-hmm. You can call me, email me, whatever. Yeah, but we don't want to call anytime. you like that. Oh, you're right. not trying to call you like that. We're not trying to call you. We're trying to call you like that. Because it's so many more kids in the classroom and it's so many other issues. And then you have to think of as a classroom teacher, I got control over my four walls. So mm-hmm. if your child is struggling with, I'm coming from first grade, ABCs, I'm going to do everything I can do in my power to help. I'm going to let you know, though. Because you're going to see that little package to let you a little <laughs> note from me saying, hey. This is the extra mm-hmm. word and if, and if it gets speed. Yeah, if it gets too bad, I'm calling. And I might call you in. And I might pull you to the, that same small group table that he's accustomed seeing and working with me at. I'm doing it right there with you. This is what you can do. This is this is how you can help your child. And this is how we can get to where we're going. So, but I find every teacher's not like y'all. Y'all are definitely, definitely a different breed of teachers. Cause, and then I think it depends on the district as well. What I also want to add is what a lot of parents don't take into consideration what you said mm-hmm. is relationships. Right. There are some teachers who build that relationship first yeah. in the midst of teaching. And that's why I can get the student to do what I want. Yeah. I'm known for it. Like, I had the school bully who was, we're going to take you to jail. He didn't care. Take me to jail. I don't care. But they could not understand why is it when he got in your class. It was different. It was different. So, it was to the point to where one day I took a day off. The teacher next door came over. He cussed her out. They called the AP. He came and got her. I said, uh, where is he? He with the AP. Hey, you have so-and-so with you? Yes. Put him on the phone. Got him on the phone. Say, you know, when I see you on Monday, it's me and you. Wasn't really a threat. It's just, it, he yeah. He said, the what did you say to him? I said, why? His whole demeanor chat is almost mm-hmm. like he yeah. lost his, his dog. Or you yeah. told him, I said, don't worry about it. He knows what's going to happen when I see him on Monday. It's that relationship. It's yeah. very important. And when you have teachers who are strictly... Yeah. Come in my room, do what I say. I'm the teacher. I'm the adult. Yeah. I'm always right. The students are not going to respond to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you is 
it's hard to explain that to a parent because, you know, for elementary, their class sizes are capped. They can't have more than, what, 23? 22. 22 students. Which got a waiver, yeah. Right, yeah. 22 students. But waivers are in place. And so, but that's easy for them. They see yeah. that same teacher oh, yeah. every day. That's true. Middle and high school are going to get anywhere from 8 to 10 teachers. And we have 160, 180 students that we have to try to build a relationship with. So if he... And you see for this amount of time. And you, mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, it's hard, but yet it can be done. And so if you find that student where he's like, that teacher where he's connecting with, that's your best friend. Mm-hmm. That teacher becomes your best friend. Mm-hmm. And I that's still important. think it's district. Because yeah. I found Pearland teachers, you have some good and some not. Right. I think every district you kind of have the good and the bad. Yes. For sure. It's, it's, For sure. it's the good and the bad. And that's um, for any job. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you can... Ace an interview. Oh yeah. yeah, I can tell you everything you, you want to hear. It's just Those like finessing yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, I'm no good, but I got a mouthpiece and I can tell you everything <laughs> yeah. you want to hear. Yeah. And so that gets me in the door. That, yeah. And then once I'm in the door, it's hard to get me out. Oh yeah. So oh. you know, <laughs> that's how so I, I can I can say whatever, but yeah, it comes down to individuality for sure and what's yeah. important because there's this saying that says kids who are loved come to school to learn. The kids who are not loved mm-hmm. at home come, come to, to school, school for love. love. And so oh. you have children who don't, who aren't even hugged at home. You have children who don't even eat at home mm-hmm. at times. And so if I come to school and I'm hungry, that's the only thing that's on my mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. My stomach mm-hmm. is growling. My stomach is louder than your voice. Even adults, when we get hangry, yeah. yeah. it's like, I don't hear nothing yeah. saying. So you have to... Mm-hmm. You have to take care of the child, the whole child first, before learning is even mm-hmm. an option. Mm-hmm. And that's not day one. Sometimes it, it takes a while mm-hmm. to get that child ready to even learn. And it's the culture of the classroom and what that teacher is able to do in the classroom and with those individual children. What has been your most difficult moment in teaching since you've been teaching? Notice I didn't say student, but the most difficult moment, whether it's with a teacher, Ooh. a parent, a staff, the most difficult moment. For me, um, I had um, a couple of older age children in my classroom. These children had been retained twice. And I was teaching third grade then, so they were, that would have made them 10 uh, in, thir- in the third grade. And they had no intentions of learning. At, at that age, they had already decided that Check this is just not for me. Um, and so there were other things that were more important to them but learn, than learning. But um, there was this moment where, because I, I was a math teacher, and, um, you know, we were going over small groups, and one of them was really beginning to grow. And you could see um, the problem, yeah, on her face. And we had a benchmark coming up. And, you know, when we first started, they were in the 20s and the 30s, meaning they only got maybe three or four right. And by this time, she had made, I think it was a 68. And I was excited. That's 100. I was like, oh, my. But when she saw it, she wasn't happy because she knew a 68 was not a 70. And so when I was ready to celebrate with her, she was throwing a pity party. And she was like, they always call me stupid and I just can't do it. 
And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> and I was so mm-hmm. emotional. Oh, yeah. I was so, because it hurt me that she felt that way. And I was like, when we started, you were here. And then I'm showing her on the chart, like, this is where you were. Let's color in where you are now. And I said, look at the growth. And if you give up today, you'll never get to where we're trying to go. And it was just so hard for me because in that moment, I just knew everything that we had overcome, we were only going up. And she went home. And I was like, that was our moment. I was mm. so excited about it. I was like, that was our moment. And it's only up from here. And she came back and it was just like, I don't care about this. It was just, it was that 68, which was meant to only her. be a celebration. It defeated her. Yeah. And it, it was like, she couldn't take another loss. And that was the one for her. And eventually... We got back on track. But it was just in that moment that I was super excited. Like, and I was yes. this was it. This was it. Was, but no, not for her. Not for, It was just she couldn't take another one. She could. It was just like, this is it for me. And so that was difficult for me because I had even called home. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to celebrate, like pump her up because. So when she comes home, yes, you need to give some extra to her. You know, it wasn't. Great feedback from, and I'm like, how can I care more than the more parent? More than the parent. How is that even possible? Yeah. But it happens that all parents don't have the tools to help their child be successful in school, and that is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Go ahead. You got your moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, So my moments were my third year teaching. Uh, My third year teaching, I had a health scare. uh, And I started losing weight. uh, And also that year, uh, parents were giving me a hard time. The principal was giving me a hard time. And so it was difficult because... At that moment, I was still trying to figure out how do I juggle my life and still do what I need to do. Because mind you, I'm third year teacher. I'm now a team lead. I'm also the cheer coach. And I just had a health scale to the point where I have to go have an emergency colonoscopy. And so um, it was it was difficult because... I was steady pushing myself because in my head, I'm going, the chillers need me. My team needs me. My students need me. Because you once you build that relationship, it's hard to just cut it off. And it was difficult. Like that particular year, and I tell anybody, that particular year was the worst year for me. Because towards the end of the year, and a lot of people don't know this, but I was on the investigation. Uh, granted, when I describe it, it sounds horrible, but it is not. Uh, the school, and I can say it, the school drugs, you know, drug head, the, the student who sold the drugs on the campus uh, was in my classroom. And so I said, okay, y'all, I'm going to the restroom. I had a teacher cover my classroom. I sent the student to go to the band room to get my band t-shirt because I was going on the band field trip. When I walked back in the classroom, I started teaching, like totally forgot about the shirt. And the student said, what's Jack said? Where's your best shirt? So I was like, oh, yeah, where's my shirt? And he was like, I don't have it. And so when I turned around, the student who, you know, the student who did what he did, he had the shirt on. He said, you got to come take it off me. 
Now, because of our relationship, I was like, boy, stop playing. He's like, you can't get off me. So I chased him around the room, and when he fell, I straddled him and took the shirt off and threw up in the air and said, woo. Like you won. Like I won. Now, he still had on his school uniform shirt. I grabbed his hand, pulled him up. We was laughing. We dabbed up. We hugged, and we sat down. Well, one of the students recorded it. They showed it to their parents. Their parents showed it to the principal, and I had to go on the investigation. Uh, after everything was said and done, the district said, um, other than straddling the student and undressing the student, uh, the parent didn't want to press charges. The parent was like, What's this the is issue? the The parent was actually upset because she said, this is one of the teachers that my child actually responds to. Like, he does his work. So, why are y'all doing this to him? My child is, you know, barely going to school. He's doing the work and all this kind of stuff. And so, why are you doing this to them? To him, I mean, and when I said this was bad, like, the students were ready to fight. The girl who recorded it, um, I had parents emailing me saying, please just email back and say something. Because when you go on the investigation, you don't get any warning. It's literally, my my principal called me on Mother's Day and said, don't come to work tomorrow. And that was it. Mm. And so, you... And so, your mind is going everywhere. Like, what's going on? Well, I knew what was going on because she explained to me why I was was not coming to work. But in your mind, you just like, oh, crap. Like, in my mind, I was like, dang, I... Three years. I haven't completed my third year, mm-hmm. so she could get rid of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you play the situation back in your head again? Like, no, I didn't play the situation back in my head because I knew what I did. Yeah. It's just that when you, if you wasn't in the room at the time, yeah, and you just heard me describe it, it sounds bad. Mm-hmm. But once, and they, because they took all the students had to write uh, statements. I had to write a statement. The student had to write a statement. Like all this had to be submitted. And the good thing about it is one. All of our statements aligned. No one said it was malicious. No one said I was trying to hurt him. Everybody says that the relationship, it, all these good things were being said, but I had to, and so going from having an emergency scare to losing weight, I'm dealing with the fact I'm standing in the store crying because I finally got up to a 32 in the waist, and now I'm back down to a 28. So I'm crying when I'm shopping. Everything is just, yeah. You know, still trying to be able to chill this. I quit being the coach in the middle of the year. Literally, as soon as uh, football season ended, and I did maybe three games, when we came back from the Christmas break, I walked to the principal's office, dropped the pom-poms on her desk, and submitted my letter of, uh, you know, like I quit. I quit being a coach. All that happened, including the investigation, including two employees trying to fight me. All that happened. Yes, all that happened within that one year. That was the most difficult year for me. And so after that year, uh, I had to do some soul searching. Like I had to figure out, like, how do you move forward from this point? Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I was tainted. Like I had this. Mm-hmm. over my mm-hmm. head like I had this this bad thing hovering over me no matter all the good I've done at the school that was the that one, thing. one thing is like that, that was dark the one thing that, that hung there. over me and so uh, to make matters worse my grandfather dies in, in July uh, and so and you're like how can this get any worse right yeah. and so uh, I had a moment where I sat down the first week I was off and I cried like I had, I, it was funny because I was in Papados by myself at the table, Ooh. boohooing. Yeah. And my friends, uh, she texted me. She said, "Listen, get it together. After you finish crying, get it together." She said because 
you can go apply in a different school district. Yeah. We're going to rewrite this resume, and we're going to get you another job. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, okay. And so after that, I was cool. And then... But you just needed that moment, though. I, yeah. I needed that moment. Yeah. And so at that, that's when I realized I can still build relationships, but I can't take it to that next level because things are not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I can't, you know, hugging a student, it's a side hug now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned it at the Y. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'm in the room and there's one student in the room, it's leave the door open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. It makes you more conscious. Right, it makes yeah. you more conscious. And then when I got to my new school, because at that moment I said, you know what, I don't want to come back. And I went ahead and got another job at the school that I'm currently at. Uh, I was like, okay. It's a fresh new beginning. It's a fresh beginning, but it all came back for a circle when... Uh, and it happened twice. The first time I bumped into my old principal going to a training, and she was like, "Oh my God, how are you? How are things?" I was like, you know, at that time I was a little bitter, so I was like, "I'm fine. Like, why are you talking to me?" Mm-hmm. And she pulled me aside. She was like, "If you ever want to come back, I gladly accept you." And in my head, I'm going, "Girl, why would I come back?" <laughs> so that was the first time, and then the second time happened this year. Uh, my principal was on the phone with the all all the other middle school principals, and we just got word that we we're going to have a middle school athletic program. And I had already started practice. Like, I had started practice. I had got my girls measured. We had uniforms. And so he's on the call going, oh, yeah, my chick coach did this, did this, did this, did this, this. And they're like, wait, we haven't even, you know, had a trial, so we don't know, we don't know where to begin. The person that asked him, well, can I talk to your cheer coach, is my old principal. Wow. And so he calls me and says, hey, uh, a principal wants you to call them to talk to them and let them know what you're doing with the cheer program because they don't know what to do. And I was like, okay, sure, who? You know, in my head, I... Never. If you would have told me that it would have been my old old principal, Mm -hmm. I would not have believed you. But when Mm -hmm. he told me, I I started laughing. He was like, what are you laughing about? I said, because she had me before. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, that was my old... Boss, he was like, "Oh wow!" He said, "Where your loyalty lies?" I said, "Well, you know, I'm okay." <laughs> so he was like, "Don't give her too much to whatever." Like, that's the man. Give her just enough to where they can look decent. Started. I, right. Started. Like the intro. Here you go. You never won. Yeah, that was difficult because it was so much had happened, and what we do as teachers sometimes, at least for me. I put so much into what I do at work mm-hmm. that I forget that I still yeah. have a life yeah. and I still need mm-hmm. to take care of me yeah. and I just make sure I'm good on the outside. So yes. that was a difficult thing. And so, but now I'm better. I know how to, you know, juggle it. But yeah. we, no one tells you how. Yeah, because no. you never feel that like you're all. life yeah. balance, yeah. especially yeah. I don't like see you how to, teachers uh, even have personal. Yeah. Because and so much has changed because... 20, 30, 40 years ago, teachers was not allowed a personal life. Right. And the the their job dictated how they dressed and how they acted mm-hmm. in public. And so they were not allowed to have a social life. So yeah. even still today, you still feel like you're never off. You still have to watch yeah. um, what you do mm-hmm. in public. You have to be conscious of your profile pictures mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. social media page. Mm-hmm. So even yeah. still, we wear that hat that's that is always on teacher no matter what yeah yeah and that's and me. that's a i'm glad you said that because uh a lot of people say why you don't have pictures on your desk and 
I have to explain to them as being a gay man, I do not want a parent to be upset that I have a picture of me and boyfriend, lover, husband on my desk and now it's an issue because yeah. now that affects how I teach in that parent. Mm-hmm. I've read stories where teachers had to sue the school districts yeah. because they were like not really fire them but they will make it difficult for them to work mm-hmm. and I don't want to put myself through that I don't want to be the poster child for that mm-hmm. and so literally there are no pictures on I don't have pictures of myself on my desk mm-hmm. there's nothing on my desk because I don't want you know to the to the straight couple is nothing kids love it oh your husband coming oh your wife coming oh you're pregnant oh your baby's mm-hmm. yeah they yeah. love that yeah. but for me I'm it's just a, I'm not gonna look for it, and I don't want to look for it because it's just not granted. <laughs> my boyfriend's been to my school before. He brought me because lunch. Because you're very open, yeah. but, so for you not to have pictures, mm-mm. you know you, you you're a picture person. Mm-mm. You're in the picture family who love taking pictures. Mm-mm. So you for you not to have pictures, I just can't believe it. No, I'm I'm the same way, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they have never seen a boyfriend picture. And I think it's because it's that whole, you know, oh, my parents are married, my, you know, and I, we have the baby and this perfect life. So it's like, oh, Miss Caldwell, I, gal, I had a, <laughs> he just graduated this year. He would try to hook me up with his uncle. Mm-hmm. He used to tell his uncle, come to lunch, come bring me lunch so you can see my teacher. Come bring me lunch so you can see my teacher. Mm-hmm. And it was the funniest thing because I saw him in the mall and of course I'm with the boyfriend and the 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 student tells his uncle, I told you to go bring me lunch. Now she got somebody, you know. And I thought it was like the funniest that thing. That is so funny. So yeah, I got those kind of stories where you know, the uncle bring the uncle to lunch and you, grandpa you and grandpa, how old are you and all that. We ain't gonna talk about grandpa. <laughs> so how do you find that work life balance? Let's say technically some of us. Our job is Monday to Friday, 8 to 5. Do you actually have a time where you say, I'm not a teacher? No, not I, for me. I've learned how to do that now. Okay. I, am so I cut it off. Trying to find. So I cut, cut it, it off. with the time or do you like, it's summertime. Do y'all re- actually have a summer? Like, So let me say this. If you actually calculated um, the time that teachers put in uh, compared to the amount of money they make, we make less than minimum wage. Just being completely honest. Days, yeah. mm-hmm. um, we get paid from, what is it, 7? Uh, 7.75. 7.75 hours yeah. a, day. a day. We put in probably 10, sometimes 12. I know when um, I'm in first grade now, so I'm no longer teaching a star grade. But when I was a third grade teacher, I did that for five years until I said, no more. Give me a break. I, I'm not saying I won't come back. Yeah. But I need a break from Star. But that was like 7 to 6. I would stay at work every day. 7 to 6. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And getting paid for 7.75 hours. And you got kids yeah. who who have homework. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I started losing hair. <laughs> my blood pressure, I had never had blood pressure, a, a high blood pressure a day in my life. I started having... Um, issues with that and I finally spoke up because I would tell my mom but my team my team is amazing mom I don't want to leave my team and she was like well you don't go to work for your team mm. she said and if you are not happy yeah 
then you need to make a move. And it took her to tell me that for me to finally speak up for myself because you feel guilty about taking off. Mm-hmm. Um, so you plan. feel, you, you know, you just <laughs> feel like, and then the way my campus is structured, you have the GT students all in one class, and then you have the a split GT, which is half GT and then half high, and then you get everybody else, <laughs> mediums and lows. Yeah. And that was me for five years. Mediums and lows. And so I'm working extra hard just to keep up with the GT kids, just to keep up with the split class. And it's like, I am exhausted. Because with low children comes behavior problems because they don't get it. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. So I, I, you talking, but I don't know what you're doing right now. I'll wait till we get to your table and we'll talk about it then. But right now, I'm bothering this kid. I'm bothering this kid. And it, it, it weighs on you heavily because... You can't compete. Mm-hmm. You can't compete. Some children, GT children generally teach themselves for the most part. And so, you know, you just have to figure it out. And so I was there. And I, you know, you, you grab something to eat that's not necessarily healthy um, just to tie you off. Actually, you have to have a lunch by law, but it's only yeah. 30 minutes, baby. And it, it's exactly. 30, 30 hold minutes. on, five to get there. You got to drop Thank them you. off. Well, now you gotta be back on time. Not me. <laughs> then you gotta so walk nice. back to the classroom where you can sit and you gotta be there on time. Yeah. So lunch so is about back. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, 15, yeah. 20 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. And that's coming from a elementary <laughs> yes. point of view for elementary. me. Uh, my day is literally from 8 to 6.30 every day. And that's from the time school start up until maybe spring break. And that's because I'm also the cheer coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm also over the step team. And so I do my job and I have to have practice. There's football games. There's like, there is no downtime. Right. There's no downtime for me. There's football games. There's volleyball games because we chair volleyball games mm-hmm. and we chair basketball games. And so all of that runs into each other. And as soon as cheer season ends, I have to start gearing up for the next year because cheerleader always starts the previous year before it's actually going on. Yeah. So I'm at work. Like she said, we're at work all day. So there's yeah. no balance. There, it, there somewhat is a balance if you learn how to make your schedule. Yeah. So for me, what I started doing, because I know there are certain things that I need to do. Uh, so I know Thursday is email parents day. So that's the day where... I'm sending out an email to all of my cheerleader parents about, hey, next week we have a game on, on Tuesday and we have a game on Wednesday. Wear a uniform on this day, wear this. We practice on Monday. There'll be no practice on Friday. We practice on Thursday at the gym. Like, all of that will be put in the email. Your money is due for your T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Then, Almost like a newsletter. Right. And then I know Wednesday is fed day. So for me, on my planning period, I'm telling myself this is what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. And if you make a schedule you know how to get through it. You, you kind of tell yourself, I need to work this way mm-hmm. in order to be efficient and not to overwork myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my family would tell you, I am the person who makes grading easy. Why? Because I'm spelling words. Okay, so the answer to this to this quiz yeah. is bad, bad, yes. Okay. Okay. So that's B A D. Because that was my question. How do you do that? And I sat back and I'm like, listen to him. Like, okay, he's he's middle school. So when you come from elementary, a lot of your time is on that grading. Because you can't do no bad dad cad with a student that don't know alphabets. Or 
a kid that has already <laughs> mastered how to cheat or no. who's going to change answers and all that. So that I'm getting it done during the school day, a lot of that was me doing it after work mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. on the weekend mm-hmm. or on a flight when I'm going to vacation for spring break, I'm trying to catch up on my grading. Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of that's the luxury of that bad cat. Like y'all, I don't even. So you just look at the paper. Right. See, that's right. See? thing. We yeah, had, I had a support system at home, so I write it out, and he's right. Bag dad, yeah, that's how we going down. Here's your grade yes. right here. If they miss this minute, just write it yes. and keep it moving. Yes. Like, that's all you do. Look, and if you can't read it, I can't read it. It's wrong. Thank you. Don't I ask told my, me I about it. Told my if I can't read yes, it, I, I that was won't grade it. Yes. That, that was it. I, I, I don't miss that. Yeah, well, you can tell. No, I couldn't tell. tell. So Thank work you. on handwriting at home. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah, I'm not going to give you 20, 30 seconds to try to figure out if this line is in front or down, I'm not doing that. If I can't no. read it, it is wrong. Man. I was a nice grader. I, I I was fighting, struggling, a lot of time wasted. Clearly, clearly, can't get the hours yeah. back. Because I, I taught reading English, so for me, uh, I needed to be able to yes. read what you wrote, especially when mm-hmm. I did uh, open responses. Mm-hmm. And so, open responses. If I tell you after reading the story. Why did the character do this? Or what is the lesson oh, that we gosh. take away from it? I need you to be able to tell me yeah. after reading so and so and so, the lesson I take away is this. Why? Because da, 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 da. if I can't read it, I'm not grading it. And that's the saying in my classroom. Yeah. If I can't read it, I that's won't good. grade it. Yeah. Do you find that kids write the way they text? Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, yes. We, well, my kids, kids better texting not be yet. texting. Because <laughs> I can only yet. imagine what they're. For me, yes, it, it is, it <laughs> is a hard struggle <laughs> because they are so used to cutting everything yes. short Ooh, that I yeah. have to make them go back and actually formulate sentences, yeah. paragraphs, and write everything. My kids don't like me. Yeah. I, only short you can do is SMH and LOL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything yeah, I'm, I'm that texture too. It needs to be spelled too. out too. in a text I'm that texture I don't too. understand this yeah. short yeah. Right. Shorthand you do it's, So if I can't understand it I know you writing yeah. You writing the way you tell I don't shorthand You better spell out That whole statement again, to me this, this And I, I'm gonna asterisk it too Let me right. misspell something I catch okay. it I might do it an hour later Like it, yeah. it, it drives me crazy And this goes into When we tell You know we ask parents You know Again Help us close that gap. Yeah. So even if it's just, hey, you know, what you did at school today? What did y'all talk about? What Mm -hmm. did you learn? We learned this. Can you write it down for me? And just look at a simple sentence. Are you watching TV? Okay. What did you just see? Write that Mm -hmm. down for me and just look at it. And yeah. say, hey, you know, you misspelled this. Or mm-hmm. I know my and they student, misspell the most easy common word. Right? They do, mm-hmm. but what I <laughs> and I have to thank my mom for this. But when a student asks me to spell a word. I go, you ready? They're like, yes. They had a pen. I go, here we go. D-I-C-T-I-O-N-A-R-Y. And they sit there and they write and they go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? You just spell dictionary? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'll be like, because, I actually yeah. spell a word. Right. That's where you go check. The students have this mm-hmm. notion. That you're just going to give them, them the answer. That yep. I'm going to give them the answer and I know everything. And I have to tell myself, I say, listen. Even as an adult, and I showed in my phone, I have two dictionary apps on my phone. Yeah. There are sometimes mm-hmm. that I'm reading news stories or whatever, and I don't Not know work. what these mm-hmm. words mean. Yeah. I yep. say, yeah. 
I'm a teacher. Why would I not look it up? Mm-hmm. You need to do the same thing. So it's stuff that we have to instill in these yes. students that the parents you need are to not go doing. The extra yeah. mm-hmm. the, but the parents are not doing that. See, my mom, yes, I asked her to spell a word. No, she gonna give me either the first letter or the first two letters and say figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Look it up and come back and tell me what it meant. Right? Then give me a sentence when you got it. Yeah. But why I got guzz? Yeah. If you didn't understand it then and you read the uh, definition, now tell me how you understand it by giving me your own sentence. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important just in general to make everything like a teachable moment. Yes. Um, yeah. Easy. I mean, with a, say a, a six-year-old with a new phone, they're excited to text. Okay, we can text. Mm-hmm. But I'm going. I'm only texting. I'm not talking to you. So you have to learn how to read eventually. Mm-hmm. So it makes them a little bit more aware mm-hmm. and want to learn how to spell. So mm-hmm. I so they have that conversation. Yeah. Make, we can't make, talk unless you know how to spell. I mean, they love games. Turn it into a game. Make it a teachable mm-hmm. moment. They ain't even realize that. They, they yeah. learn something. They're learning. Mm-hmm. Game that they're song. learning. Yes. Okay. Game or song. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they when when especially like my niece, I need. Uh, V books, no Robux, Roblox. Yeah. Okay. Well, how much it costs? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. Mm-hmm. Well, you figure out. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's two ninety nine. Okay. So how do I buy it? I don't know. We'll go figure out and come back. Mm-hmm. Cause you want something from me. Mm-hmm. You gotta work for it. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a good conversation. Yeah. Okay. So one of the conversation, one of the messages I sent you guys, we want to talk about the racial part of teaching. <sighs> now that that can be a, a sticky, tricky area. Okay, it, it, so here's the thing. You got to give it the name. Say the name. It's, critical uh, race theory. Yeah, criti- it's called critical race theory. And it it basically talks about how the teacher teaches based off their race. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I can say just from experience, your African-American black teachers are the most caring and the most understanding. And that's just because we all we have known our life is a struggle. We've been we've been the ones who had to struggle. Even your uh, your other minority teachers, they are somewhat more understanding because again, we are the ones who deal with the struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying that all white teachers are bad, but you have to pay attention to what's going on in your class, mm-hmm. and that's in your child's class, and you have to pay attention to how your uh, child's teacher is teaching and talking, just general talking Mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, to the class. Because Mm -hmm. small things where they think it's nothing, it's something. I witnessed a teacher uh, would literally let the white student come in with no supplies and go, here's a pencil, here's a piece of paper. And the black student come in with no supplies and will write him up without having his supplies. Ouch. And so it became an issue because the AP said, I'm not suspending him. I'm not giving him detention. Mm -hmm. We have a school budget. We budget in pencils and paper. If he needs a pencil and paper, send him to my office. And so it's small things like that because that student started to skip that class. Because he didn't want to go. Because he already yeah. knew he was going to get in he trouble. Yeah. He already knew. It was something he was going to do to make to make that teacher tell him something. Mm-hmm. And so when 
when we say that it's all about how that particular teacher is pro- is just projecting what they feel, what right. they know, so, what yeah. their you know their thoughts. Because that's what we're doing. When we're teaching. We're telling them everything that comes in from mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And when there's no, when there isn't a good conversation about empathy and mm-hmm. uh, understanding that you have to have different point of views, mm-hmm. it makes it, it, that's when all of this, I mean, I even had, we read Warriors Don't Cry, which is about um, the Little Rock Nine. And you know, the Little Rock Nine are the nine students who integrated uh, Central High School in Arkansas. And I had, in the first two chapters, a girl gets raped. The main character gets raped by two white men. And uh, a mom did not want her black son to read it because she felt like it was going to fuel this anger that he was going to have. Now, as a teacher, I could have said, you know what? He don't do it. It's the F. Mm-hmm. I'm not discussing it anymore with you. Mm-hmm. But instead, I said, you know what, ma'am? I understand where you're coming from. Let me meet you halfway. Can you find a autobiography over anybody and still complete the assignment? And she's like, okay, thank you. I did that because I understand where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. I understand how that can fuel because mm-hmm. she's in her mind. She's thinking, it's "I have to make him angry." I have a black mm-hmm. son. He's living in America. Mm-hmm. You're giving him stuff mm-hmm. to make him angry. You're giving him stuff to make him uh, be defiant. I don't want that for my child. I don't want to see my child as a statistic. Well, mm-hmm. I understood that mm-hmm. as a black man. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to ask yourself. Teacher. Would the if had she had to talk to another teacher of another ethnicity, what would they, they have had the same mm-hmm. understanding? Eventually, she ended up reading the book because uh, her brother, who was a pastor, told her you are depriving him of understanding why he needs to be uh, to make sure how he presents mm-hmm. himself in society mm-hmm. and why we do what we do and why we fight so hard. And so he ended up doing it, but that's the stuff that comes, you know, something that small, people yeah. would think, well, well, all you had to do was just do the report. It's, it's, it's deeper, yeah. Than, yeah. It's yeah. deeper yeah. than just doing the book report. It's deeper than doing the assignment. This parent had a concern, and in my eyes, it was a legitimate concern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, oh, we just don't want to do it. We that. just don't want to do yeah. it. She literally told me, this is the reason why I don't want to do it, yeah. and I, you can't force me to do it. I'm going to go to the problem. I'm like, wait, hold on. We don't have to even go yeah. that far, ma'am. Right, we can have that conversation. No, you don't want to do it. This is where, man, I understand where you're coming from. Can, you, can we meet halfway? And she was like, sure. And once we had that conversation... She was good. And within two days later, she emailed me saying, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's when we say critical race theory. That's all yeah. that right there. Um, so we know that um, our history books um, told a different story, a fantasized story about what has happened in our past. Um, at one point it said that African slaves were immigrants or was it refugees? Refugees. Refugees, yes. And you know, refugees leave poverty and leave danger by choice to seek better living. No. No, absolutely not. But that's what was put in a United States history book for children to learn. And so, um, as a parent, and I remember as a child, I always believed that my teacher knew more than my mom. 
if my teacher told me something and I came home and told my mom and my mom said, no, that's teacher, not right. But my teacher, teacher said, said and so if, if, yeah. if my teacher said it, it's it was right. wrong. So it is, it is important um, to that a story be told truthfully. And this thing with critical race theory where they're now erasing, I have a dream from the curriculum. What uh, else? Um, uh, what is his name? Cesar Chavez. Uh-huh. Um, um, it was something uh, big. Um, the Native Americans. Native so they're trying to whitewash everything? And we they, can't and, say and that the is, KKK was bad. Yeah. Morally wrong. wrong. Yeah. These are the things that are being removed from the curriculum to teach a... A, they only want us to give the facts with no perspective. Mm-hmm. They want the children to form their own perspective. And they are eliminating the things and the struggle of other people um, of different races to accommodate and preserve whiteness as righteous. Right. So, um, yeah. Um, I think that eventually, hopefully, um, we may be able to voice our opinions and vote and, and have a say so on this. But right now it is being deleted and erased as we speak. So, um, so that means as a parent, it is all we on have you. to teach it as, yes, as a parent, it is very important that teachers can no longer, um, share what is morally right or morally wrong. We have to only give the facts that we are allowed to teach and allow the children to come up with their own perspective. They see it as a race war mm-hmm. um, and teaching teaching um, us to hate each other by sharing perspectives and sharing um, experiences of others. We can't say how African Americans felt when this happened, we can only say we can't even talk about slavery. Slavery is gone now. So they make it seem like slavery white. never occurred. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've I've I don't know if you guys it was around Juneteenth and you seen the statue of the children or uh underwater and mm-hmm. people were saying, um, these are the people that I um admire because they knew that they didn't want to be enslaved and so they jumped ship instead of being I've seen have that. You seen that I've seen that. Now the issue that I take with that is if everybody had jumped we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be, be here. here. But not only would we not be here, they would have told the story of some Another creatures mm-hmm. who were human like that were no coming to destroy <laughs> And they saved the world oh, by right. eliminating Name these them. creatures. So, yeah, you can pay homage to the people who didn't want to, but my heroes are the ones who endured all which of is the why struggle, we're here now. which got me here mm-hmm. to this point. So, yeah, we are, um, our history is under attack yeah. for sure. So then that um, makes me feel like, as not just parents, then that means the church. Oh yeah! It's going oh to have yeah! To step in. We have to become responsible or a um, community. Yeah, yeah. And then, but and that, not just say church. Yeah, our community. Yeah, have to become responsible for what our children are learning outside of school, and it also shows just how um, detrimental we are to um, our children as far as. Being the support system and making sure that we are the first educators as parents. We have to be the first. 
because I believe that whatever is is given first is what's lasting. Mm -hmm. And so we have to make sure that we are for our children's first teachers as parents. So with saying that, I, I it made me. I'm chuckling in my head because of course I get I get to walk in all these classrooms and I get to see all these amazing things and and other things of course, but. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about that old, you know, that that veteran teacher who's set in their ways, who's gonna be like, mm -hmm. I'm I'm teaching about MLK, and that's what and I'm gonna do. Oh, I don't care what you say. Yes. So, so yes. <laughs> that's why I chuckle because I'm thinking, yes. mm, yeah, y'all can take it out, but you whatever. Some of them teachers, you can take it out the curriculum, but they will still teach it. Some kids gonna still get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And oh, for sure in my class. Right. Uh, I wasn't gonna say it, but if we being honest, yeah, we, all we still do we still <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. And it's not that we, we're going against. And it. you're not no, it's, it's because it's they not, need it, to. It's just I have a responsibility. Yeah. Even definitely. for me, what I'm teaching, I like to grab authors who has the same background as my students. So yes, we read yes. Thank You, Ma'am, from Harlem. Yeah. Then we read. Uh, how Jose becomes the first uh, Hispanic astronaut. Then, and that talks about him being a sharecropper and traveling between California and Mexico. He, like, I, yeah. uh, Amy Tran, an Asian American who is ashamed of her culture and her heritage because she likes this white boy who she wants. Like, I read all of these because I want yeah. all of my students, oh, all of my to students, feel inclusive to feel and inclusive. That you yeah. No. Right. Like, you don't, like, these are, and I hate to say the stories are struggle stories. They're all not struggle stories. But I want them to see there's somebody that's just like you that wrote mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And so yeah. I try to make sure that all of the authors that I use in my classroom, they're not all white authors. Yeah. They are different ethnicities. Well, they're not all black. They're it's not like all black. Right. You know, because I don't want nobody to come back and say, oh, we've been reading this. Mm -hmm. No, so it's black. Yep. It's, it's, it's Hispanic. It's Asian. It's, it's whatever I can. It's cultural diversity. Yes, it's, it's very diverse. Yeah. Awesome. And so I give them, even though, uh, you know, one of my favorite authors, you know, he's white, but I still make sure that we get all of this together so yeah. we can understand so I can get my point across as far yeah. as the lesson but you can see there's different point of views and there's different authors out there representation is big oh it's mm -hmm. everything so yeah. well I really enjoy so I think I got five minutes I think four minutes five minutes last question last question so in my conversation with the generation X the, they spoke about their careers and he spoke about college do you think college or a degree is a scam? For example, David said he has a degree in finance. He ain't doing nothing in finance. So here's the thing. Uh, college is not a scam, yeah. but you need to be mindful of what you do and how you go about it. Mm -hmm. So if you know uh, what you want to do, like for me, I use my degree. I could technically say I use my degree for three and a half years. But I end up going into a different field. When we're in college, and what a lot of students don't realize, when you're in college, you're doing what you feel passionate about mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, like, tell yourself, how do I change it? You know, what do I do if I change it down the line? Yeah. And that's the part that we are not, un that's the part where we haven't figured it out. And so it's not technically a scam, but because we have lack of financial literacy, yes. lack of motivation, lack of planning and Discipline. how to, all of these things play into that because we 
it's the freedom that we taste that we don't know how to control. Mm-hmm. And so what's supposed to be four years can turn into six, can turn into yes. seven, can turn into me starting now, mm-hmm. starting a family, getting married, having mm-hmm. kids, and then going back. Yes. It's all of that because no one actually sits down and tell us, hey, I want you to go to college or college is an option, but while you're going to college, mm-hmm. think about how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. And what am, what plan A, plan B, plan C, and yeah. plan D. Like, you need to have all that. But we don't mm-hmm. give that. All as a society, all we do is say, go to college, go to college, go to college, go to college. And mm-hmm. there's nothing uh, attached to it. There's mm-hmm. there's no... Because I didn't do that. Right. I yeah. want to speak on the financial literacy piece. So, many of many of our kids black children are first generation college students their parents grandparents no one has ever been to college and so they graduate from high school and i'm going to college which is amazing it is however if you are not on a full scholarship Mm -hmm. you need to stay in the city that's number one on top of that if you have nothing but financial aid you need to go to a community college. We get caught up in going to a university as if they are giving us a better education when they are not. We take out loans just to pay for this and then some of us don't graduate. Those loans are held over us and they are not interest free. We have to pay them back yes, at some Lord, point they want, they in our life mm-hmm. and that interest turns in. You may have borrowed $10,000. Now it's thirty thousand dollars. Sometimes fifty thousand dollars. And you didn't finish. There is no cap on the interest that they charge on those (laughs) loans. So here is the thing: we are in worse shape than we was not going to college. Mm -hmm. We are making less than people without degrees because they don't have student loans to pay. Mm -hmm. So the financial piece is extremely important my my child she knew in middle school i don't know if you remember this people would ask her where she was going she said hcc and they would laugh and think she wasn't serious but she knew if you did not get a scholarship Mm -hmm. and i'm paying for college you are going to hcc that's what we can afford I'm, I'm not going to pay the same. I'm not going to pay more for the same education. Mm-hmm. Now, once we get your two-year degree. Let's reevaluate. Let's reevaluate. Let's apply for some scholarships. And let's see if we can get the next two years paid off. Mm-hmm. That That's it. That's what we're doing. That was the plan. The next one, no. I'm following in my sister footsteps. If I don't get my, my, uh, my what am I saying? Scholarship. If I don't get any scholarship money, Mm -hmm. I'm sending her emails now. Apply for this, apply for this. She's a junior this year in high school. Apply. Mm -hmm. Because if you Mm -hmm. don't get any scholarship, I'm not doing student loans because I've made that mistake for you. What I know about student loans is they're going to give you a bunch of money. All you got to do is sign and you pay it back. What you don't know is later on down the line, Uncle Stem, them taxes. You won't get no return because they're going to, or they will garnish your wages. And that's why that widens the gap between yeah. the wealthy, or mm-hmm. I'll say the haves, and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. It, it widens the gap because yeah. a lot of them go to college for the experience. They yeah. don't need their degrees because their family is it's giving our, them mm-hmm. businesses. Here you go. 
You just going because or you t- what is this Sonya Royal Oak? Got a company and I'm an automatic <laughs> to yeah, get away. They should yeah to get to away, get away from to home. have a, a grown college mm-hmm. experience. That's the only reason that they are even yeah. doing it. But we are depending on it. And I always say if the government really, really, and truly wanted to close that gap, they give us. I, I'm okay with loans, but can we make them interest free loans? Can we just that alone? Mm-hmm. Can we make them interest free? Cause baby, that that's why they make their money. That's, with exactly that's where, they where it. it is, and you yeah. can never get from under it or go broke doing so. And again, all of that ties into each other because if you don't understand the money, and now what was supposed to be four years, or it could be three yes. years, yeah. is yes. now six, and yes. so mm-hmm. you've been taking loans out for mm-hmm. six yes. years. Yes, and. Mm-hmm. That's because I've won all these parties. I yeah, and they know it. Myself. I need to pay rent. Oh, I need know. a car. I moved out. They I, need everything. I, all of this yeah. goes into that. Yeah. And so everything's ties to each other. So I won't say it's a scam. Yeah. It's just a yeah. lack of education. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is the best yeah. way to the achieve your goal? No one has ever... No one sits down and say, if this is what you want to do, right. this is how you need to go about doing yeah, it. Yeah, you have to have a plan. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a plan. With Trinity, she's going to UTSA, but the whole thing was, okay, what's our degree? End game is she want to be an OBGYN. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know, that means, you. Got, I told her, you get undergrad covered, I got medical school, because that's when the real money going to come mm-hmm. in. By then, I'm going to have enough money to cover right. it. Right. But these four, first four years, you... Right. Gotta make that happen. So yeah. she applied for scholarships, financial aid. We got all that covered. Right. Cause I told her I can't pay for undergrad and medical school. Yeah. Cause mind you, you got four years of undergrad, four years of medical school. Then you got to do a residency, then a fellowship. Yeah. School is forever for you yeah. right now. With yeah. TJ, yeah. we just not gonna pay for school. Cause you go to free high school and ain't acting right. So I'm not gonna pay for you to go to college. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you just gonna blow it. So what you gonna do? You gonna become a you gonna what? what you gonna service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gonna get a, a trade. trade. Cause you yeah. know you can do make some good money doing AC. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She had to pay. She failed a class. She had to pay for it. I wasn't paying. I'm not, not paying, paying for, for yeah. that. classes. Figure it out. Hmm. Figure it out. And so I, I wonder how do we? And she got a little bit more serious. Teach our kids like as a parent. that's what I do and that's one thing that I noticed when our kids are saying they're going to college they're going to their counselors in high school and they're talking about uh, talking about it with them parents are not a resource for Mm -hmm. college they are clueless about it so the very first step would be find out for yourself to the parents get some knowledge about what is happening in college if they're borrowing what does that interest rate Mm -hmm. look like is there a way to do it without borrowing should my child go off to college or should my child stay here i'm Mm -hmm. big on staying here because you when you first leave out of high school that newfound freedom Mm -hmm. you struggle with that Mm -hmm. most kids go off come right back with nothing Mm -hmm. you struggle with that a bill Yes. A bill. They come back on because yes. those scholarships or whatever yeah. was just snatched because you didn't yes. meet your grade point because average. You didn't make your grade yeah. point average. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the first thing, anything we don't send our children anywhere else unprepared. So why don't right. we send them, send them to, college. to college? Yeah, Another that's thing, true. Eighteen does not equal an adult. Okay. You didn't have your life figured out. At so 18. why do you think why do you think children? they will? Yeah. And, and that's something. So I would like these parents to you got to come yeah. back for the parents and conversation. I'm there. Because I tell oh, my kids, just because you're 18, don't mean you leaving. 
Because no. I can't send you out there and you have no idea that this bill is due on the first and they mean the yes. first. Oh, yes. And that affects your credit. Yes. Yes. And again, yeah. that goes yes. into the conversation. The conversation. The fact that she said it has to be a conversation mm-hmm. for me. Uh, my mom always told me, you're not getting a credit card. Mm-hmm. She said, "Cause when you get when you get into school, they're definitely going to oh, they, that's good. Oh. That, yeah, those see, conversations said, are yeah, good. like vultures. Yeah, uh, I didn't actually take out a loan until uh, like my third year Me in too. school, so I was able to pay mm-hmm. stuff out because I worked at the school and uh, stuff like that. I was able to pay things off. I didn't I didn't live on campus. I still lived at home. Mm-hmm. I, I never lived Me on too. campus. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. uh, and so all of that was." easy but again that like she said that needs to be a conversation and it needs to be it needs to be to the point to where I'm not discouraging you to go from going to college but I'm trying to show you what is the best route to get to your goal and if you don't know reach out to people that do know and I wish parents would reach out to know parents don't like to reach out they don't they don't yeah, yeah, that's important. Like at one point when TJ was taking, I don't know something. I text you one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what these scores? What this mean? What do you yeah. need to do? Yeah. How do you prepare? Yeah. It's yeah. okay to reach out to other it people. Is. And sometimes it's us. Yeah, we yeah. don't like to ask because yeah. we feel like, oh, if I don't know, I don't want nobody to think I'm dumb or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things. I would say one of the biggest things in our parents because you could tell the student whose parent is active mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. in their child's life mm-hmm. i want to know what's going on mm-hmm. i want to see this not the helicopter parents but just the parents who are like mm-hmm. okay i kind of want to you know yeah i even tell my family like listen don't call me when it's too late because when you call me when it's too late i'm not I can't helping do that. yeah, yeah. Can't i might can do something but i'm not helping yeah. because you could have called me when this issue started yeah and i could have walked you through yes. like yeah. hey this is what you need to do this is how you need to word it this yeah. is what you need to say yeah. because once i give you that and it gets to the point where oh well they talking about this well baby you didn't call me at first why yeah. why should i help you now mm-hmm. use me i enjoy what i do mm-hmm. this is what like if you had Very someone serious. in your family who was a doctor, a pharmacist, you call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel too good. Right. If you had yeah. someone in the family that was a lawyer and something happened, yeah. like, hey, uh, I got this DW. Yeah. Yeah. What do I do? So I don't understand why, when it comes to education, we cannot have that same conversation. All of my cousins have kids except for one. And I can tell you out of all of them, only two talk to me about uh, education. And that includes my brother does not talk to me about education. And so, yeah, so I only talk to those. Yeah, you only talk to the ones that's going to ask you questions. But you're right. They do not talk to us. They do not talk to us. Now, granted. Other people that's outside yeah. the family. Mm-hmm. I get yes. an Oh yeah, hey, uh, classmates. Yeah. Get, I love it. Right? Can you call me when you get a chance? Like yeah. I've had people put kids in my classroom. Mm-hmm. So because that is, but again, as a community, we not. Yeah. Let's reach out and talk. Yeah. And it's yeah. Community yeah. when it's yeah. time to party. Yeah, yeah. it's time to yeah. party. Yes. We there, yeah. but, we but when, when it comes to education, business and education, we lost. It's just it's gone. You like. Why did you come and talk to me? And I will say it shows up in in the kids, too. Um, I don't know if it's still this way at the middle school level, but 
Um, Hispanic parents support Who? Yes. their children so, so much. much more than yeah. I was do. And it's never absolute. So I don't want to send that message out that black parents don't say no. But if I had it's to a put a number, number on mm. each one, I can call on my Hispanic parents yeah, and say this is what in perfect scenario we have high frequency words hmm. in first grade. We uh, now this is something we go over all the time, but it was virtual this year and it was a struggle. Children weren't logging on first grade or skipping school. Their parents mm-hmm. they got yeah. their headphones on and they in, they front, in the car, but I ain't seen them mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Ain't seen the kid all day. You thinking your child? You don't text me until you get that message saying your child was absent, absent today or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But when it came down to those high frequency words, those parents locked down and when i say the kids probably only knew two at the beginning of the year if that a and i yeah a Mm -hmm. i but passed those tests by the end of the year because they they were aware Mm -hmm. and education is important it is is. yeah yeah that struggle push is that drive yeah yeah so So then we think sometimes the black kids kind of feel extra no, like you kind of feel push. like you're on your own yeah with yeah. your children there's no and outside if you don't fit support this mode, like yeah. we're often told sports is our only way out yeah and so hispanic Ooh. students and other students are not told that yeah. so it's so like you gotta have so education, 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 education is, their is only the way. way is the only way yeah and so that's why when i call and say hey you're Child needs to do X, Y, Z. Okay, I get it done. Yeah, and they don't do worry about it. Do it. Get done. That's me. Mm-hmm. When TJ, when yeah. that, oh, how you feel, Art? I ain't understand that yet. Listen. But when she called me, I said, if I ever got to leave the medical center, it's a problem. <laughs> I left the medical center and sat with him in class. We're going to do this project. Because hmm. yeah. not only you making yourself look bad, now you making, mm-hmm. I mean, look bad like, yeah. I don't even care that you're not doing it. Art should be the easiest thing. Or draw this it, color. It really ain't. It's not. <laughs> it was it's those not. No, it's not. Yeah, it's this not. year was easy because she gave them the YouTube video for every single thing they needed to do. I bought all the supplies. I watched all the videos. Come on, man. Let's get this done. So I'm in class. It's I got still, an MBA. Why am I coloring? It still, Come on. Oh, we got to put the paint and the salt right yeah. here to make this do. Why? Yeah. Why am I doing this? But we passed. Oh, but yeah. she knew. She, I'm she she I, like she said, you. we. She was like, I'm going to call your mama. He said, okay. He said, no. Give me your phone. Let me call your mama. Nice. I was like, it's like 45. Why is she calling me? Oh, well, Terrence decided he didn't want to work today. Okay, put him on the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want to work today? I don't want to work today either, so we're not eating tonight. That's mm-hmm. my thing with him. Yeah. If you don't do your job, I can't okay, do my right. job. That's yeah. right. So we don't eat today, because this is what happened when I don't work. Mm-hmm. We don't eat. And so I tell my kids, your report card is your paycheck. If you can only afford noodles with this paycheck, you bringing me? That's, that's all, all you all eating. Have. That's <laughs> all you eating. You, you want some crab legs and some crawfish? So that's the A's. It's the crab Chick-fil-A is up there with the crab. Oh, so that's yeah. what you're saying. Look, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle. I'm like, yeah. and then y'all don't pick the cheese. Oh, no. What happened to the Jack in the Box office? 99 cents. Baby, when we grew up,
Yeah. I want to thank y'all for being on my podcast. Great conversation. I'm sure a lot of people will get a lot out of this, especially in our community. Seeing, okay, it's not easy being a teacher because I don't honestly know how you were able to teach during the pandemic. Considering you could barely teach in a classroom, now I got to sit here and try to engage you in a screen when you can slide my little video to the down <laughs> and then day. play this game yeah. or on the computer and not oh, playing. Yeah. I don't understand it. So yeah. I yeah. always give kudos to teachers for that. You. you guys yeah. did great during the <laughs> pandemic. The ones that's passing. How you make them pass during pandemic, I have no idea. But I appreciate all educators. Thank y'all Thank so you. much. So this is the end of our conversations with Kat. Thank y'all for joining us. And we're looking forward to seeing the next one. All right. Yay. All right. Yay. <laughs> See that done?